Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. All right, anyways. Cool, let's get down to business. Okay, so, so we are walking to Gus's market now. Like and we do every uh, day. Like we do every day for, for lunch. lunch. But actually now, now we're working. Yeah. Sam Harnett covers tech culture for KQED, and today we're going to the grocery store to look for gig workers who deliver groceries to people using the app Instacart. And we find Anthony Sherwood. Do you, do you do the Instacart delivery? Yeah, I do. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I actually have, I just got an order before you guys arrived. Okay. I, I have about... Seven minutes to complete the order. Seven okay. minutes. All right, let's do like a minute and a half interview. Yeah. How long have you been doing Instacart? Um, I'd say probably about three months now. Oh, you like it? Oh, yeah, it's pretty It's pretty easy, you know, just going to the stores and shop and stuff like that. But Yeah. Yeah, I don't really care for Instacart, you know. In fact, there have been a lot of unhappy Instacart workers lately. That's because Instacart and other tech delivery companies have had a tipping policy that workers say shortchanges them in pay. But some companies are making changes. Good luck with your shop. Now you got like, what, four minutes? You're going to have to like five. I'm Devin Katayama. Welcome to the Bay. Instacart started in 2012 out of San Francisco. The app allows customers to pay gig workers to deliver groceries to their home or wherever they are. Sam and I went to the grocery store down the street from KQD Studios to check out how it works. Okay, going inside Gus's. Do you like to shop? you like to shop for yourself? I do like to shop for myself. Would you pay, would you pay someone else No, I would never you? pay somebody to shop for me. Huh. Would you pay somebody to shop no, for me? No, never. I like what? shopping. You do like shopping. Yeah, well, I like to cook. Yeah, yeah. All right, so how would it work? Like, So let's imagine that I'm an Instacart shopper. I get an order on my phone, open up the app. It's going to have a list of all the items I need to get. Come into the grocery store, and I want to get the items as fast as I possibly can because I'm paid uh, per batch, like I'm paid per delivery. So Instacart calculates what they think uh, they should pay me for this delivery based on how many items there, there are and how far I have to deliver. And then I'm going to see when I take that order if the customers put in a big tip. When do you find out how much of a tip you have? Before you take the order. You can see. Right now, the grocery store is pretty quiet. We don't see any Instacart shoppers. We're the people collecting the groceries that are going to be delivered. So Sam asks someone working the cheese section if they see Instacart shoppers here all the time. We're doing a little story about Instacart. We work at the radio station. Is there like a busy time when you see a lot of Instacart shoppers Honestly, run around? We have them throughout the day. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of people. We have our staples who we see all the time. And right. generally, I mean, they're here for hours when we do see them. So. Right. So they just like they'll just like cycle in, they're like yeah. do an order and come back, do an order, yeah. come back, do an order, come back. So it's not like you're filled with Instacart workers, but you have a couple of regulars who like or run the local deliveries. Exactly. They have, everyone's got their route. 
Cool. What's a popular thing that people are buying through Instacart? Do you have like something that that's Parmigiano Reggiano? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Getting their pasta. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. We don't find any Instacart shoppers working their side hustle other than Anthony, who is busy working on an order. So we head back to KQED. All right, so you heard Anthony talk a little bit about Instacart's uh, tipping policy. How did this controversy over tipping start? So last October, Instacart changed its payment policy. They started looking at the tips that the workers were getting and using that to adjust how much they were going to pay the workers. So if the workers didn't get a lot of tips... Instacart would kick in a little extra money so that the worker would get that $10 guaranteed delivery. Amount. Right. And if the worker got a lot of tips, then they wouldn't kick in extra money. Okay. So Instacart was adjusting how much it paid the workers based on the tips. What was happening to the final amount that the workers were getting? Essentially, what they were doing uh, is what's called a tip credit. Like in the restaurant industry, in many states, workers get paid less than minimum wage. You know, you get paid three or four bucks an hour, let's say, is your base wages. And the tips get you up to the minimum wage. I see. And if the tips don't get you up to the minimum wage, the employer is required by law to pay you extra money to make sure you're getting minimum wage. So that's basically what Instacart was doing. But that means, of course, if the tip does get you there, we're not going to kick in the extra money. So effectively, they were paying less or more based on what the tip amount was. How do we know Instacart was doing this? We know because workers were posting stuff online showing, here's a delivery in Instacart. I got a $10 tip. Instacart only paid me 80 cents. And (laughs) workers were posting things showing all of their tips and their payments. And and they were saying something fishy is going on. We're getting paid less when we get higher tips. We're getting paid more when we get lower tips. Using tech companies to complain about other tech companies. Using the interwebs (laughs) to complain about other tech companies. So have you actually talked to people about this, like Instacart shoppers? Yeah, I've talked to a couple of Instacart workers over the years, over the pay restructure changes at the company. Uh, Recently, I talked to a woman in Sacramento, uh, Miwa Stacy. I'm an accountant for a hospital, and I do Instacart on part-time. She's been an Instacart shopper for a while. Since February 2018. She actually got her friends to do it. Everyone was talking about it. And her sister and her daughter, and she was, like, really excited about this service because she works a full-time job and she needs extra money. It was absolutely worth it, yes. But then, after the October pay restructure, she started making less and less you know, she's really uh, at the mercy of this company and she really didn't like it. I, I don't even want to, I don't even want to tell people that I do it because I don't want them to say, oh, well, can I try it? And I'm like, no, it's not worth it. So last October when Instacart changed its policy and we started hearing these stories about Instacart shoppers not being happy with the change in policy, what did Instacart say about all this? So uh, at the time, They were saying, hey, listen, this is going to be better in the long run, Uh, you know, trying to make the workers happy, customers happy. But once it got out that they were adjusting pay based on tips, there was a bunch of media reports. Workers were really unhappy. They changed their policies. I think there was a fear that customers would be really upset if they knew that their tips that they were giving to workers were changing what the workers were getting paid. And they changed the policies, what, just this month? Two weeks ago, now they are no longer going to use tips to adjust wages. Instacart's actually also promising to pay back workers for paying them less when they had high tips. So they're going to give back pay. Uh, and they give an apology. They say, hey, this was a misguided idea. What about the other companies like uh, DoorDash and Amazon Flex, the companies we talked about earlier? Right. DoorDash has been using tips to adjust wages since 2017. 
Amazon Flex, which is the delivery service for Amazon, does the same thing. I talked to a PR rep from DoorDash, and they're saying, our workers are happy with this. We're getting caught up in the Instacart issue, but we're not going to change our policies. And Amazon Flex didn't respond to a request for comment. So in the case of Instacart, I'd imagine gig workers see this as a huge success. Totally. But as you mentioned, Amazon Flex and DoorDash still have this other tipping policy. So is there a movement to change this across the board? Yeah, the labor organization in Washington, uh, Working Washington, is saying, hey, we got Instacart to change its tipping policy. Like, let's go farther, you know, and they're looking at policies that they want applied to all of these gig companies. Um, what they want is a pay floor, $15 an hour plus expenses, the tips on top of that and the tips not affecting that base pay at all. And they want uh, to have a clearer, detailed breakdown of what they're getting paid. They're calling it the pay up campaign. And I think what's interesting is that $15 an hour, uh, that's the, the call for, for minimum wage across the nation. right? right. So I think yeah. there's this desire to sort of say, hey, listen, we've been treating this gig economy is something separate, like it exists in its own little vacuum. But we want to bring that into the fold and think about it the same way we think about minimum wage jobs. Sam Harnett covers tech culture for KQED. A lot of the stuff the Working Washington group is asking for, like more pay transparency and this $15 an hour base pay, that's stuff the traditional workforce already has in some places. And what the group is really trying to do is bring these tech companies under some kind of regulation, which the tech companies have been avoiding since the beginning. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for the Bay. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.